Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity to create a life of impact. My guest this week on Shark Effect is a British chap by the name of Byron Morrison. So Byron helps CEOs and first-time CEOs and business leaders really keep their sanity while they're leading. Over the last decade, CEOs and business leaders in 15 different countries to become more effective in their role. These CEOs came to him feeling overwhelmed but all the challenges that come along with growth between managing a team, keeping stakeholders happy and overlooking operations, they tend to feel stretched thin. But what breaks things down and he helps them understand like what's most important. In his latest book, Maybe You Should Give Up, he breaks it down in seven different ways. So on this podcast, we're going to just focus on three of them and his three favorites. I'm really looking forward to this interview because I know there's a lot that we as entrepreneurs or business leaders or leaders in general can get out of it. All right, here we go. Welcome once again to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Mogan. Um, you know, I've been talking about my, my good friend Byron here for a second. And so, but I want to, I Byron, thank you once again for being a, agreeing to being a guest on the Shark Effect. Can you tell my listeners just a little bit more about you? Yeah. So firstly, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be here today. And like you said at the beginning, my name is Byron Morrison. I'm the author of the book, Maybe You Should Give Up. And over the last decade, I've 
work with people in 15 different countries to really help them get out of their own way so that they can break through to the next level of success. Love that. And so how did you get started, man? It was, you know, there was, I know there was um, some health things that was going on in your life and you finally decided to kind of make a change. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about that? My journey really started over a decade ago. Like at that period of my life, to be honest, I was not in a good place. I was overweight. I was struggling with confidence. I was burnt out and stuck in a job that was killing me. And then my dad got cancer. And during his treatment, he had most of his bowel surgically removed. They spent 25 days in ICU, life support and breathing through a tracheostomy. And luckily pulled through, which is something that I'm eternally grateful for. But that for me was the wake-up call that I had to change. And I wish I could sit here and say that overnight, everything magically got better. But for the next couple of years, I seemed to constantly take one step forward and two steps back. And it was only when I really about psychology and mindset and why I was behaving the way that I was that I realized that the biggest stumbling block in my way was myself. It was that sabotaging voice that was causing me to get my own way with everything from my relationships to my health to my professional success. It was the only way I could change the way that I thought. That's when I could take control of my life. I had on a journey to help other people. Like Along the way, I've written three best-selling books. I've worked with everything from CEOs to entrepreneurs and business leaders. And my focus has really been on helping people really get out of their own way so that they can actually create the life they want. Mm, love that. And so, you know, I know you, what are some of the things that, that, that you've seen from athletes as they start to transition out of their sport and into like maybe um, the business world or, or entrepreneurship? What are some of the things that you see that they might get stuck on? Yeah. So big ones I've seen is fear because even though athletes are incredible at what they do on the field, when it comes into a business world, a lot of the time they're in over their head. They've never dealt with pressure. While, while they're used to high-pressure stakes, they've never dealt with it in this way. They've never had to manage teams. They've never had to deal with big decisions. They've never had to run all And this is why, just like everyone else, they get stuck in their own head. They overthink. They second-guess themselves. They avoid the actions they need to take because whether it's failure, rejection, judgment, all of things, these things stop them and hold them back. So it's really a big transition period they need to go through to adapt different world to playing a sport professionally as it is to actually step into the business realm. Yeah, and you know, one thing that kind of jumps out, I know, is being a, being an athlete. It's like, man, our ego, right? We've been good at something for so long. We we know what work looks like, and then and then our ego kind of gets ahead of us. From what I've seen, and so you know, because now you're a rookie again, or you're, uh, you're, um, you know, you're the, you're the freshman, and so it's like, yeah, I know with athletes, we kind of, um, kind of get stuck with that. that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You've you've really got to eat like a piece of humble pie and really just like, accept that you're in a new world. But um, in my experience, and also the whole sport background really sets them up for success though. I've got one CEO that I work with who's an ex-professional tennis player. And one of the reasons why he's so successful in the, those habits of consistency, if there's something he needs to do, he goes away and he executes it. If he gets knocked down, he picks himself back up because he knows he's got to put in the work set after set and just constantly following through. So I think that work ethic is something that's massively transferable. I think your average person really struggles with 
pattern and consistency of where you're really doing things that you don't want to do a lot of the time. But then I think that's where that athlete mindset comes in. It's just like, do you know what? Even if I don't feel like this today, I've got to show up and just put in the work. Mm, yeah, no, that's good. So I want to talk about your book, man. Um, I know it's going to be launching here. Uh, maybe you should give up seven ways to get out of your own way and take control of your life. Now, I know I would love to have talk about all seven, but I don't have we don't have enough time. Hmm. But can you just can we like dissect maybe maybe uh, three, three of those of those seven ways? I love sure. the title, by the way. Maybe you should give up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's kind of the reaction I was going for, because the book is not about giving up on your goals and dreams. Instead, it's about giving up on everything. It's stopping you from turning them into a reality. Because ultimately, it's a book about empowerment and breaking through the mental barriers that are holding you back. And yeah, I'd love to. One of them we've touched on already, which is fear. And I think this is someone, whether you're an athlete wanting to make that jump and going more professional, whether you're someone in a business sense, so often we get stuck in our own head and then we avoid the actions we need to take. And one of my favorite framings from the book that I'd love to share with anyone right now is to become aware of where your fear is coming from. Because a lot of the time we build it up in our head as this huge catastrophe. What if we fail? What if we're not good enough? And that stops us from following through. And one of the ways I love to reframe it is to shift the focus from what could go wrong to what are you going to miss out on if you don't go for it? What happens if you reach the end of your life never having gone after your dreams? What if you reach the end of the month and you haven't made enough sales to provide for your family? Whatever the action you're afraid of taking is, you have to make the pain of not doing it more painful than the pain of not following through then suddenly your fear of not actually taking action outweighs the fear of what you need to get done it's so much more impactful um, i'll give you an example there's one client that i was working with and he was really struggling to pick up the phone to call potential leads and we really started diving into it, and he was afraid that what if he gets rejected like he just had heard so many no's in his business he just couldn't face it anymore and we had to shift it to what happens at like doesn't his revenue targets he can't provide the life for his family. He's not making the impact he wants to make. He can't send his kids to the college he wants. All of a sudden, that fear of not being able to do that is so painful. He started picking up the phone and taking action. And that's how he overcame that fear. I love that. Like the, the, the whole shift of mindset. Like on the other spectrum, what would that look like if you don't make these calls or you don't, you know, um, start to reframe what fear is? And one of the things, like, you know, you talk about failure is you got to, I think you have to define it. Like, what is failure? And then also, yes, once you de define things, now it becomes, you know, you get more clarity. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I really agree with you there. And I think a big part of that is detaching yourself from the outcome. Because it's the same as in elite sports. You can have athletes who train their entire life. They make it don't win and they can view that as a failure and they can crumble and mentally fall apart whereas actually if they focus on not the outcome but the work they put in the fact that they got there then it becomes easier to deal with yeah it still sucks like that's not sugar-coated like the failure of not of falling short is still painful but it's like rather than getting so caught up in the folks on the journey and what went in along the way it becomes so much easier to deal with hey it's alex molden here I'm always looking for ways to make an impact, and especially an impact for the community of athletes. And so I've put together a course. 
Athletes Academy, and it's to help former elite level athletes transition out of their sport. In this course, it's a six week course. And in this course, I'll personally guide you along the path from where you are and where you want to be. We'll uncover your true identity, assignment, build your confidence, and help you both get in alignment and make the necessary adjustments to help you live a life of fulfillment. In week one, we'll go over identity. Week two is relationships. Week three is leadership. And week four, talking about alignment and adjustments that you need to make. And week five is telling your story. And week six is envisioning your future, getting interview ready. And that will be put on by my good friend and coaching career expert, Marin Roberts Huntley. I'm excited because it's hype. Not just, you know, getting on your laptop and watching videos. No, it's hybrid where you'll do all these different things and you have different worksheets and uh, questions and, and answers that you're going to have to provide. But you also have to, to get online once a week on a Zoom call. And I'm limited to just 20 athletes. That's it. 20 athletes. Um, so I'm excited for, for this program because I know it can help a lot of people. And hopefully you are one of them. So make sure you go to Alex Moden Coach to sign up. You make a great point in, some, in something that's been happening over here in the States, right, with the, with the NBA. And, you know, they're in um, the playoffs right now. And there was, you know, some teams and some leaders of some teams that after the game, after they lost, they lost. and then there's reporters that, you know, are trying to frame it to like, well, was it, was, was the season a failure? And, and what you're talking about is one of the things that these, these leaders, they said, no, it, it, yes, we did fail to win. You know, our goal was to win it all, fail to win. But there were so many other things that came with that. There was so much more fruit. We've had success as a team gelling together. And we, they say to that, they know that that failure is going to push them forward to, you know, to, uh, to accomplish their goals in the next But, you know, it, sh it shouldn't just always be like, look, hey, we win it, then we're, we're the best. No, there's still some things, there's still some things, some fruit, some successes that can come from that, I, you know, I feel. But I want to talk about, so what's the number, what's number two, um, another way? Yeah. So the other, the next one is all about short-term thinking. Uh, the way that most people live their life is they always make decisions based on the moment. It's whether that's looking for impulse or pleasure or comfort. But what they don't factor in is that their choice then is their long-term goal. Really, these examples, let's use a health one. Let's say someone's trying to lose weight and diet. Well, if they just focus on what they want in the moment, they're going to have that piece of cake or that candy bar. But if they focus on the end result and the goal they want to achieve, they can be like, no, I, I'm willing to sacrifice this right now because I know it's going to lead me closer. To but this is how most people live their life. They avoid risk and they just make choices on what's going on in the moment. And it causes them to sabotage where they want, want to be. And this is why if you want to be a really effective leader, you have to start making decisions five step ahead, steps ahead. You have to make choices based on where you want to get to, not just on where you are. Because when you 
means that you're willing to sacrifice and put in the work and give up what you want now because you're prioritizing what you want most, that's when the entire game will change for you. Mm, I love that. And do you feel that like, you know, most people, they make these decisions based off, right? You're talking about, um, you know, diet, you know, myself, man, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to maintain a certain weight, right? And I know, man, my son offered me a cookie last night, chocolate chip, and I love chocolate <laughs> chips, you know? <laughs> but I was like, man, I can't eat that right before I go to bed. I'm saying I can't let my feelings take over that. I would love to, but I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta think. Yeah. What, what do I want to achieve? Yeah. That's no, exactly that's, it. That's so good. Um, I give a really good example of this in the book um, of my own journey. Like when I first left the corporate world um, for the first eight, years, truth be told, I had no clue what I was doing. I'd never marketed before. I'd never made sales. I was just going around in circles, and things weren't working. And at the time I was bootstrapping the business, I was completely broken and really not in a great place. And I remember there was a company that I was following at the time and they helped businesses exactly what I was struggling with. I'd watched the testimonials. I was certain they could help me. And I got on the call to work with them and they're like, it's going to be $10,000 to do this. And at that time, I just 18 months prior, come out of the corporate world, money was very scarce. And if I just made a decision in that moment, it would have been a no. I would have focused on all the reasons not to do it, how it's what I'm giving up on, how it's going to go wrong, all the things that everyone around me told me to talk me out of doing it. But the way that I could make a decision is I had to look five steps ahead. On the one side, if I didn't do it, the consequence would be I would carry on struggling on my own. I wouldn't get my lead gen and marketing right. I wouldn't grow the business. And chances are I'd be back in a job to get out of. Whereas on the other side, if I found a way to do it, I'd get my marketing and sales right. I'd start getting customers in. I'd start making more revenue. I'd then make an impact and help more people. So I could then make a decision on that short-term sacrifice, which in my case was going to find a loan in order to fund it, which allowed me to make the choice and where. And if we, if I didn't do that and follow through with it, we wouldn't be talking today. But most people don't think like that. They just mm. focus on what they perceive to be giving up in the moment. And this is why you always have to think, five steps ahead in business. Like a perfect example is Elon Musk. Turn on the news and he is ridiculed absolutely constantly for his decisions. They're like, he such a big mistake, like all these things going wrong. But he always comes out on top. And the reason being is he knows that the biggest payoffs have the biggest short-term losses and mistakes and sacrifices. But he knows where he's going and that's where he's making his decisions on. And this is why when you master this mindset, it's going to put you so much further along. Mm, I love that. And, and let me ask you, like you um, investing in yourself, how has that been? What, what has been the return on the investment? Yeah, I'm a massive advocate for investing in mentoring and coaching and support. Uh, if you look at any of the top leaders in the world, whether it's elite athletes or CEOs of businesses, they all surround themselves with the right guidance and coaches. It's the same as people who win championships. They don't hire a coach once they've won. They get someone to push them up the top of the mountain. And that's why you need someone in your corner who can see your shortcomings, that who can challenge you to think bigger. Whether Personally, for me, I always have coaches in my life. I've got a fitness coach. I've got a business coach I work with for the book campaign. I've got a book coach that's helping me. As I go through different seasons, I'm always looking for people who can help guide me because I found that the cheapest and fastest way to success is to learn from someone else's mistakes rather than just 
doing it yourself and just wasting time and energy and money trying to figure it out. It's like, no, find someone who's done it and then learn from them. Man, that's so good. You know, the words coming out of your mouth, I'm, I'm just thinking about like, you know, I, I take things through, um, through my background in my past and something that I, that I did for a very long time is playing football. And I was like, man, I learned so much from watching other guys, watching them do things wrong. And, and so I listened. It wasn't just about like the coaching that I got, but it was also like, and then I was able to listen to the coach, you know, um, providing feedback because I never want to be that person that go up there and make the exact same mistake. So we can learn from others' mistakes. We can also learn from, from um, you know, from what they've done well. That was one of the, the turning points for myself is like, you know, taking that mindset and like, man, okay, I want to get better at this. I need to get somebody who's been there. I need to get a coach. And I know you do that. And um, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very like, you know, I'm always looking and to, you know, when, when it is time to get somebody who has been there and has done that. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like you got the roadmap. The one thing I'd just love to add into um, that is one, one of my yeah. favorite quotes is success leaves clues. And that's why if you study people who are really successful, they do, you learn from them. You look at how do they approach their time? What to see, how do they make decisions? What paths do they go down? And that's how you can start learning from their wins and their losses. And it's going to give you so much more clarity on what you should actually do yourself. Mm, yeah, that's great. Tell me, how can my listeners get more of you, Byron? You have a website. Let us know like when your book drops, um, social media. I, I know you have some courses too, so I want to make sure we highlight that and make sure people know. Yeah, so the easiest way to get hold of me is go to byronmorrison.com. Uh, my new book, Maybe You Should Give Up, Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Take Control of Your Life, anywhere that you can get books, whether that's Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, and you can also find me on any social media platform, whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok. Just search for author Byron Morrison. I put out daily videos and content on how to read to the next level. Love that. And who is like who exactly is this book for? So this book, when I was writing it, was I had in my mind the 25-year-old version of me, like a version of me who wanted to change and impact the world, but he wasn't following through. He was getting his fascinating, overthinking, and just being his own worst enemy. But now at this point that from working with people in so many different countries and from across so many different backgrounds, I realized that the biggest barrier in the way of most people's success is themselves. And that's why whether it's a CEO running a billion-dollar business or a young entrepreneur or a stay-at-home mother, struggle with being too hard on ourselves, with comparing ourselves to others, with fear or putting off our happiness. So that's why for me, this book is universally something that anyone can relate to. There's going to be challenges in there that I think every single one of us can learn from because once we overcome them, it's going to help us take control of our lives. So yeah, it was aimed originally for me, but I think it's something that for anyone listening to us right now, it's going to help you get out of your own head and start actually becoming who you want to be. Mm, love it. Man, this is so good. Well, Byron, thank you so much for being a guest on The Shark Effect. And man, would love to have you on again in the future. And, and you know what? Before you go, is there anything else 
any little tidbits, any little nuggets that you can be able to give my my listeners before before I let you go? Yeah, there's one final thing that I'd love to pass on because we didn't get around to the third mental block. And there's just like one thing I'd love to share with the listeners because I know that most people listening to this right now, while they are no doubt they do, they're also probably their own worst critic. And there's no doubt that that is a fantastic motivator. But the reality is if you're constantly being hard on yourself and feeling like whatever you do is never enough and beating yourself up, it's never going to lead to any real happiness or fulfillment in your life because it's constantly going to be knocking your confidence in yourself. And this is why you have to learn to balance your ambitions with knowing when to be self-compassionate and cut yourself some slack. That doesn't mean lower your goals and your standards, but it's recognizing when you've shown up, you've put in the work and knowing that you did your best. You're not always going to win. Sometimes you're going to come up short or you're going to make mistakes and not get along the way. And that's okay. At the end of the day, you're only human. And when you can learn to really accept that and recognize when you're doing what you can, that's when you can actually start embracing the losses and the setbacks and recognize, you know what, I've done my best. I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to improve for the future. That's how you can start getting out of your own head and on yourself. Mm. That's a perfect conclusion, man. Thank you so much, Byron. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for having me here. So check it. If you like today's show, I want you to do me a couple of favors. I want you to subscribe. I want you to give me a rating and give me a review. I want you to share it. Okay? And I'm not saying this for selfish reasons. When you guys do this, the more ratings, the more stars we get, five stars are dope, but the more impactful guests that we can have on the show. And the more impactful guests we have on the show, I think the more insights and the more value for you all, my listeners, okay? So if you guys can do that, it'll help us out, which will in turn help you out. Keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting yourself to the person that you want to become. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes, but I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition 
into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.